Well, thank you, Julie. This is my speech. Just so you guys know, it's, it's actually more thought out than you guys think. So I really believe in capturing moments and understanding what's possible in uh, lieu of what has happened. And so as Julie is talking, which I think she just did a fantastic job, and, and Bob is talking, fantastic job. I'm writing down ideas to kind of expand upon certain things and, and help go deeper and awaken. But the biggest thing that I want to ask, because there's a lot of people going through one specific thing right now, and it is the tyranny of the mind. Everyone's going through this. Does anybody want to tell me what tyranny means? Not Bob tyranny, <laughs> but tyranny. What does tyranny mean? Oppressive government. Oppressive government. Government. So what we want to do is we want to address... It's differently, by the way. It is, it is. Um, he has like an oppressive government of caring. Remember? Like I said, when he was up here, giant Care Bear, right? I wasn't lying. Um, so the big thing is the tyranny of the mind is one word. And that word is how. How. If we look at, anytime someone says, okay, I want you to make a million dollars in a year, how is that possible? I want you to do this. How can I get this done? Oh, well, how, when, when you, when did you join Cutco? In October. The first thing that he starts figuring out is, how can I make money? How can I be the top income earner? This word dominates our life. And if we start recognizing how actually only shows up in two places. It shows up after you've done it or if you meet someone who has done it. And that's the big thing, is if we can change those letters, how, switch them around and make it who. So the thing is, is if you want someone who has made all the mistakes so that you can accelerate your life, if you want someone who has accomplished the things, you want to get around those people. That's why community is so important. So the other thing that is, I want to just bring to everyone's mind is this word, imagination. If you let imagination collide with work ethic, you can literally have money and possibility rain down from the heavens. This is important, guys. Where imagination and work ethic collide, you can have money and possibility rain down from the heavens. Here's the problem. Most people are just dreamers. They've got a lot of ideas, but they don't believe any of them. Or they'll just work and work and work and work and work, and they'll grind, but they don't have any imagination. So they don't see other possibilities. They are not aware. So what I'm going to do, I don't have any slides to show you, but I've got this crazy thing. We're going to go super old school. So if we have this, 
the, wow, that's hard to write on. All right, IQ. What does that stand for, guys? Intelligence quotient. This, anybody who says, like, outwardly says, hey, here's my IQ, just know that they're the most insecure person in the room. <laughs> it's, the least, it's the least important thing you're going to run into. The next thing, everyone talks about this next one. What's the next one? EQ. EQ. This is true. Overachievers. I got it. It's your emotional quotient, empathy quotient, whatever you want to, to, to call it. But this is how you can look at someone and start feeling something from them. You can help them achieve a feeling. You can understand what they're going through. You can have empathy and understanding. This is why when I was just you know, doing the quick little MC thing in between, this is why I was saying, always look for insight and not agreement. Imagine if the USA did that right now. Oh my, we would be a way better country. Because here's the thing, we need everybody and we need every perspective. Perspective is important, but perspective is also unique. Here's the thing, guys. There's two hidden quotients. There's two hidden quotients. Anybody who's been through my program is not allowed to answer this question. I want to see if people can just come up with it, because I know you know. All right. WQ. Hey, you hush your mouth. My, ne my nephew is definitely not allowed to talk. <laughs> I was just in Phoenix at another real estate conference teaching the same stuff. The why quotient. That's actually good. It's your wisdom quotient. Your wisdom quotient is your ability to assess the present, analyze the past, so that you can accurately predict the future. This is why you're making different decisions. Your ability to assess the present, analyze the past, so you can accurately predict the future. This is why we make our decisions. But there's one more. There's one more. Your AQ. And it's the most important. Who wants to throw it out there? Can't do that. <laughs> you know. Action. See, it leads to that, but it's awareness quotient. Should have said it, girl. <laughs> awareness, because here's the thing. If you don't know it exists, you're not going to do it. How many times have you heard someone say, well, they don't know what they don't know. I don't know what I don't know. That's why we get into community, into trainings, into different things like this. Because then if you're aware, you will, yes, take action. Last night, I was actually uh, with Bob Tierney, Julie Dale, and her husband. And there's this phrase that came up. Ooh, we've got a Greg Kimball story. Mm. I, said, I, said, I said, that's interesting. Where, where do these stories come from and why do I always have them? <laughs> hmm. Let's unpack that for a second, right? The reason is, is I am action-oriented. I've just taken a lot of action. So you can run into people that are sometimes triple my age, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's fascinating what you've done. It's incredible what you've done. It's so fun to listen to your stories. I just actually took the action. That's it. 
I am action-oriented because I stay around people who are aware. And if they're aware and I trust them, well, then I'm going to take action. Even if they're aware and they're too scared to go into the future and do something, but if I'm like, wow, that's a really smart person. They're aware that this thing is happening. They won't take action, so I'm going to. So I just take as much action as humanly possible. So let's unpack this crazy word that enters our mind anytime we're about to take action. What is that action? Or what is that word? Fear. Fear. Number one fear that everyone has, fear of failure. Right? Or maybe public speaking or burned alive or whatever the hell people say these days. But let's unpack the idea of fear really quick. Because it is just an idea. Because I mean, think about it. Who, who, who was the brilliant person who turned fear to be synonymous with scared? Because here's the thing. If we've got an abundance mindset, what's the other mindset? Scarcity. Scarcity. Oh, no. So if I have fear in my life and I let that put me in a state of being scared, what kind of mindset do I have? Scarcity. Dude, come on. That's not fun. No. Why would... I, don't, I wouldn't sign up for that class. So let's not do it. Let's figure out what fear actually means. Fear is nothing more than an indication of change. We are creatures of habit. So here's the thing. If you're here and you're scared, I mean in fear, we've got to unpack that because you immediately let fear take you into being scared. What if... The thing that you are feeling fear, it's an indication of change. You only make $100,000 a year right now, but you're about to make $500,000 a year. That's a change I would sign up for. Here's the thing. Fear only, bless you. You, sir, have been blessed. All right. So here's the thing. Every time fear presents itself, only about 1% of the time we can let it turn into scared. Because that means we are in physical and mortal danger, okay? If there is a tiger sitting next to me, and I look over, and he looks over and he goes, what's up? I'm going to run. I am scared because the change that is about to occur is I am going to lose an arm. I don't, I'm not going to sign up for that class, okay? So here's the thing. Every other time that we run into fear in our life is an indication of change, we have three kinds of people that we run into in our life. Number one, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to not use colorful metaphors. So the number one most abundant person that you have in your life right now are people who need to get the out of your life. That's the number one kind of person you have in your life. People who are pulling you down. The reason that you've got that million dollar dream and you don't want to follow through on it because you're getting judged because you just told it to a five-cent person. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to have that conversation anymore, so they're getting out of my life. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. You have this kind of person in your life that is a stepping stone. That's what a community is all about, a stepping stone. A stepping stone is someone you can step on to get where you're going, but check this out. They can step on you. If you're the only one doing the stepping in your life, what kind of person are you in other people's life? Someone who needs to get the out. Like the sensors? That's kind of fun, right? I like it. So here's here's the other thing. 
We've got the most rare, most incredible kind of person that can enter your life is a cornerstone. So just to unpack this one more time, we've got people who need to get the out, all right? We've got stepping stones. We've got cornerstones. Cornerstones are people who, in my language, are snowplows. They're people who are moving all of that stuff out of the way. They're powerful. They're just going along and they have the experience. Scott is an incredible snowplow in the real estate community because all the mistakes you're about to make, he can go, don't do that. That's incredibly important. It's called experience. So here's the thing. Cornerstones are usually powerful enough that you can build with or off of. But they need to want to be around you. They don't need you. Need creates desperation. Want is incredibly powerful. So we're always searching for the want. I want to be in this room. Guys, I have a five-week-old baby. I just got off the road, and because I had already signed up for that, they said, I need you to come down and and speak at this this seminar, do all of this stuff. And I said, okay, well, just so you know, at that time, I had a one-month-old baby. I said, well, my wife and baby are coming with me. And I'm not getting on a plane, so I'm driving. Yeah, so we just got back from that trip. And these are things that I have to say, okay, I'm going to plow through. I'm going to make this happen. But it's because I had three words that I believe are more powerful than I love you. And that's I just know. See, 10 years ago when my wife moved up here to take a chance on me, and this was not in a relationship context. It was she was partnering with me on our business. People were saying, why are you moving from Phoenix to go up there? Why are you doing that? Do you love him? And she goes, I think that's probably too soon. And they go, why are you taking action? See, here's the thing. She took action. Why are you doing that? She said, I just know. I just know I have to. And they're like, you make way over six figures at Wells Fargo being a private banker up in like the tower that just kind of levies people's stuff and has like no, I mean, come on, that's, Security, but she's like, I just know that's where I need to be. How many people right now have something inside of them that they just know they were meant to do, meant to be, but they aren't? And they're scared. And they're starting to get those feelings of, I just don't think I'm enough. Or how about at this time in my life, I thought I would be somewhere else. You want to know why? It's the tyranny of the mind. It is how. Because here's the thing, if you take any one of your stories and you think about who you were, who you were, who you were five years ago, and you think about who you are today, and all of the time that you spent going, how am I going to get this? How am I going to go to school? How am I going to make rent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to achieve this in five years? You are a way different person. You took a way different path, but you spent so much time on how, and none of it came true. How, how is stupid? In one of my favorite books, The Innovation Secrets of Steve Jobs, he says, if you start paying attention to life, the dots only connect moving backwards. They never connect moving forwards. You only know how you did it after you're like, shit, that was crazy. Oh, I didn't censor myself, but you get the, you get the vibe. <laughs> Anytime I accidentally cuss, just imagine a, all right, cool, we're good. So here's the thing. If I raise my awareness quotient, I'm going to start taking action. 
I'm going to have a higher, because again, awareness, I'm aware of what you do, what you do, what you do, who you are, all of these different things. I am going to raise my awareness so I have higher wisdom. I can connect with people at a greater level so I have stronger relationships. And then I can use my intelligence to navigate the waters. It's really that easy. So here's the thing. We talked about, and I know that uh, Julie put this up, but we're going to expand upon it. Here's the thing. We said be, do, have. This is like a cornerstone principle, but we're going to go a little deeper. Here's the thing. If I say... Two plus two equals, right when I say equals, do I have to say four? Therefore is the have, I have four, two plus two, I have four. Is it a byproduct? Yes, it is. So who you are, here's the equation of life, guys. Check this out. This is the equation of life. I added those things. Who you are plus what you do equals what you have. So therefore... Never, ever try to go for the destination. It, it will oops itself. When I, moved here, when I moved here 10 years ago, I lived in my car. Because I was getting out of a crazy marriage. And I was just like, here's the thing. If you just, if you just sign this and you can have everything, I just want a car and what I can fit in it. Will you just leave me alone, please? She signed it. I got into a car and I headed to Denver, Colorado. That's pretty cool because I was going to take over Denver. Here's the problem with that. It's about like a 15-hour drive. So for like the first four hours, I'm like, nobody can touch me. I am going to take over Denver. I'm going to be the best thing that has happened since sliced bread. And I learned that from my dad. Here's the problem. After those four hours wear off, you're like, what did I just do? I took action, but whoo, this might be too deep. I don't know if I know how to swim on this one because I had less than $4,000 in my bank account. If you ran my credit, if you ran my credit, it came back LOL. It wasn't even a number. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm trying to get into these, these apartment complexes and they're like, dude, dude, I just got a winky face. This, this isn't even a number. It's just like, hey, would you, uh, would you let me into this? No, no, I won't. So then another four hours, I'm back to pumping myself up. I'm going to make this happen. But then, so I'm coming from Arizona, rear-wheel drive vehicle. In the middle of winter, it's snowing. I, I, I'm pushing like a, a foot of snow, and I'm in Vail, going up Vail Pass. Now, here's the thing. Full disclosure, this was a Nissan Armada. This is an SUV. That's rear-wheel drive. So I looked like a wiper blade on the road. And I'm like, okay, so, all right. I was going to take over Denver. I'm a complete failure. Going to take over Denver. I'm going to die. Okay, how do I get out of this one? I can't even see the guardrail. But I keep going, and I keep going, and I keep going. And then all of a sudden, blue and orange lights come up behind me. Hallelujah, the Broncos are here to save me. <laughs> no, it turns out that Colorado, when it snows, we've got these things called snowplows. And I went, oh my God, I'm going to Denver. And this is the, the genesis of when I really got addicted to personal growth and I got excited about what was possible. 
Because that snowplow went around me, got in front of me, and I followed it down the hill. And it saved my life that day. There's no doubt in my mind. I should not, because I mean, also, I mean, it's not like the marriage was going that well since it uh, ended. Uh, so it's not like I'm spending a lot of money on things like tires. So it's like rear wheel drive and I don't know how old the tires were. So there's a lot of bad things happening in this moment. But as I'm following this, I start to think, I don't know anyone in Denver. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know who I am. So my first thought is I was like, maybe I need a metaphorical snowplow. Someone who can move the crud out of my way. Someone who I can go down and, and, and really... Be. So every book you read, every meeting you attend, is you finding other snowplows. Paths and possibilities. So here's the thing. I've taught on this for so long. I'm like, you got to be before you can do. Do before you can have. And this equates... So now, full disclosure, I came here homeless. And instead of what I call financing a bed, because I had the opportunity, I finally... Because like, I'm a pretty fast talker. I talk to an a, a apartment complex, and they say, hey, yeah, we'll let you in. Something didn't sit right with me. And I said, you know what? I need to go get my first office, and I'm just going to sleep in my car while I start my studio. Oh, wow. What? Why would I do that? Well, because then I can spend all my time, energy, and resources on my business instead of a bed. Mm. So I won the battle of the bed there, and my first real purchase was a pair of Sperry, and I don't know why, because they're like supposed to be deck boot things. I went to um, Nordstrom's Rack, and I found Sperry snowshoes so that my feet wouldn't freeze when I was sleeping in my car at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I kept going. But here's the thing. I was becoming someone who started to do things. Now you fast forward. My house right now that I live in is $3 million dollars. If I would have showed up at Denver and I said, you know what, I'm going to go and have a $3 million house, I would still be trying to find that path today. I would have never achieved it. But I became someone who did something that, oops, $3 million bucks. That's cool, right? So you have to focus on becoming. Because check this out. If we add one more equation, and here's your awareness quotient. We just have to see. We have to have sight. It's not hard, guys. You just got to know that it's possible and you got to do the work. That's why imagination mixed with work ethic can literally make possibility and money rain from the heavens. It's just some people don't have the sight. That's imagination. And some people don't have the work. That's the doing. We got to know what's possible. But to know what's possible, you got to get in the room. You got to have fun. One of the, the, the things that I wanted to, to talk about, here's, here's an important thing, because right now we have an idea that we got to be somebody, right? One of the, the, the things that I always say in uh, my talks is I say, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So if we understand what that actually means, that's American in a nutshell. Because I'm trying to be someone that I think someone else thinks I am. But here's the newsflash. They're not thinking of you. <laughs> They're thinking of what you think they are. You can understand the chaos that we're in right now. 
How many people, at least one, and, and here's the thing, we're going to find out our liars right now, just so you know. How many people have anything that they would consider chaotic in their life right now? Hey. Anyone who didn't raise their hand, liar. Chaos. Because chaos is something that is uncontrollable that you think about, that your heart takes, your brain takes, your spirit takes, and runs with it. It could be external, it could be internal. Here's the thing. The essence of life, we talked about this earlier, the essence of life is what? It's growth. So here's the thing. If you're trying to scale your business, trying to scale your money, scale your action, if you don't deal with the chaotic points in your life, you're actively trying to scale chaos. We get... <laughs> so here's the thing. We have to stop trying to scale chaos because it all because not only is it hard, it's like nailing jello to the ceiling, trying to figure out the chaotic points in our life. And then when we finally wrangle it and we get a bigger life, all the chaos comes with us. Yeah. We got to stop doing that. Right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We got to get our, our, our minds out of the idea of fantasy. It's okay to dream, but here's the thing. How many times have people heard fake it till you make it? Yeah. Complete and utter bullshit. Bull, beep. Right? <laughs> it doesn't work. We talked about this last night. Confidence is cool. But you always reach a plateau. You always get to that ceiling and you get found out. Confidence does not lead to competence. What if we reverse that? Competence, however, always leads to confidence. You had a conversation with Bob Tierney. You had more competence. You had more confidence going into that. And then you had more. You met someone who did that to figure out the how. You did the thing and oh, I'm the number one here. Check this out. That's dope, right? So here's the thing. This is going to hurt a lot of people. So just, just I'm, I'm sorry. All right? The bigger the fantasy that you live, the more painful the inevitable collision with reality will be. Whoa. All right? The bigger the fantasy you live, the more painful the inevitable collision with reality will be will be. So here's the thing. Being in the public eye, being a creature of action, I also get attention. Okay? So I have had, you know, the social media skirmishes where people want to hold my name to uh, the social media gun. And they're like, Greg, if you don't do this, I'm going to... I'm like, dude, do what you got to do. Because here's the thing. Check this out, guys. You ready for this? The truth is undefeated. The truth is undefeated. I don't care what they say. Because sooner or later... You can have all the confidence in the world that you want, but if the truth isn't on your side, it's never going to happen. That's why Warren Buffett said the number one thing that we can have in investment, in community, in relationships is integrity. That's the thing. The truth is undefeated. I don't need to respond to lies because the truth is undefeated. It's not my job. That's an incredibly important thing to remember as you're going through life, especially in the, the cancel culture that we live in. Because... Let's say you're a staunch Democrat. Someone in the Republican camp is going to try to cancel you and hate you, and vice versa. But it doesn't matter. We need both sides. We're looking for insight, not agreement. That's important to understand, all right? Is this helpful so far, guys? Yes. Yes. We good with this? All right, cool. So here's the thing that we're going to go through. I want to talk about ideas, all right? How many people have ever had an idea? 
Okay, like this. All right, so if we have that idea, what is the number one thing that we need to do? Execute, plan. Here's the thing. So many people. <clears throat> have we ever had that friend where at Starbucks, we're having a great conversation, and then he pulls this card on. You ready for this? I'm more of an idea guy. <laughs> Good talk. Bro. Cool story, bro. Here's the thing that I've learned in having the conversations that I've had. Every single person I've ever met is a genius in something. I truly believe that. Einstein was famous for saying, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, judge it, it is going to spend its whole life thinking it's stupid. That's why we, there's no judgment. Come on, guys. Everyone has something valuable to give you. So here's the thing. If we have the idea, what is the thing that we have to do? And this is why we're in the community. This is why we get education. This is why we bring people together. What we have to do is, is, now imagine this, check this out. This idea is where you put things, you know? Let's say that this table right here is an idea. But an idea is just a table with no legs. How good is that table? It's the floor. Which, until recently, when I matured a little bit, I thought your floor was just the biggest shelf in your room. Turns out my wife says that's wrong. All right. So what, what do we, what do we need to do? Because here's the thing, what do we, what do we, what do we take action on, right? What do we take action on? What'd you say? Beliefs. So here's the thing. How fast can we turn our ideas into beliefs? So what gives an idea legs? Belief. But how do you believe in something? It's just an idea. It's not proven. Here's the thing. So we're turning this into beliefs. We'll just put a little B over here. Here's the thing. This is referenceable experiences. The only thing that is going to take you from idea land, which, again, I'm just an idea guy. Doesn't work. The only thing that takes you into the land of belief is referenceable experiences. That is something that Bob Tierney is an absolute master at. People just don't get it. Because he's saying, guys, here's my referenced experience. It works. It works. It works. It works. And then you've got, you've got Julie Dale go, it works. She grabs her husband. It works. Name me one wealthy person on planet Earth who isn't involved at some level in real estate. It works. Come on. So what we're here to do is give you referenced experiences. He's doing his first wholesale deal. The first thing that he does is go, hey, Julie, hey, Bob, help me out with a referenced experience because I don't know what I'm doing. But that's why he's going to be powerful. Here's the number one thing I'll tell you right now that's going to take you from here to there. Ask the dumb question. Because we feel judged. Oh, they're going to think of this. They're going to this. No. When I was trying to get our schools uh, through at the, uh, the government level, I stood in front of the district attorney, all these doctors, all these people, and I'm like, I had no idea there was going to be this many people here. Like, what? Are you sure? This is for me? There's nobody else here. It must be for me. So this guy looks at me and he goes, okay, I want to start with one question. And he goes... 
What gives you the temerity to think that you can teach people to go into your industry and make money? And I looked at him and I said, sir, that is a fantastic question. I'm excited to answer it, but first I need to know what temerity means. <laughs> I said it in front of everybody. But it's like, I'm, I'm going there trying to start my own college. And he's trying to trip me up with this $6,000 word. I'm like, dude, I'm from Wyoming. All right? This is, this is a little bit outside my pay grade. Tell me what that means and we'll, we'll take it from there. All right? But I asked the question. And it was be all the other questions literally didn't matter after that. Because you're looking at our financials and looking at our business plan and getting literally, they didn't even, they didn't go down because I said, you got, you got to tell me what that word means because I don't know how to answer the question. They knew that because I'd asked the dumb question that everything else was good. He wants the wholesale deal. I've got this opportunity. I want to do this. I want to do this. How do I do that? And so what did he do? Instead of say, how do I do it? Stress himself out and go, how do I cram all of this uh, education into my head before I do it? He went as fast as he possibly could to who? Julie, can you guide me on this journey? Here's the thing. Gurus that are still kind of getting their, their feet wet. And I mean, to be honest with you, I don't believe in the guru thing anymore. But people are getting their feet wet. They want to try to come in and slay the dragons for you. That's a bad idea. How many people have seen Star Wars? Yeah. Okay, Star Wars is cool. I like Star Wars. Here's the thing. Most people think that I'm standing up here and I'm Luke Skywalker. And I'm going to go fight all your demons. No, a good coach never sets foot on the field. When's the last time you saw Bill Belichick throw a pass? In a game. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I don't know if that's happened. So here's the thing. A good coach doesn't step on the field. Here's the thing. You all are your own Luke Skywalker. You got to fight your own battles. You got to fight your own demons. I'm Yoda. I'm just, you know, here to say, do or do not, you know, do different things like that. <laughs> there is no try. So that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to get you to take action. Here's the thing. We got this B plus do equals have. That's cool. Here's the thing. Have we ever heard the phrase? The haves and the have nots. Hmm. This is interesting. This is interesting. Thank you so much. This is interesting. Unfortunately, yes, there is a little disparity here and there. But most of the time, here's what we're looking at. We're looking at the do's and the do nots and the bees and the be nots. We're not actually looking at haves and have nots. We're looking at people who took action, took a chance. Here's the thing. I'll help you guys understand what's going on in America right now. Check this out. We've got a field over here. By the way, I've done almost nothing on this. Uh, <laughs> we're just vibing, right? We're just having fun. We're just coaching a little bit. So here's the thing. This is a farmer's field. This is a farmer's field and an earthquake. So here's the thing. Both of those fields are separated by just this little road. That's cool. You get the picture. All right. So it's seemingly the same soil, right? That's cool. It's going to be the same weather. It's the same size land. And both farmers wake up at 5 a.m. and they plant. 
This is, this is who they are. They plant. And he plants his crops. He plants his crops. They do that for about a month. They get really excited. They start to see the germination. Then a hailstorm comes. Destroys everything. This farmer over here, when 5 a.m. comes around, he's so distraught with what just happened, he hits snooze. I don't want to get out of bed. I can't do this again. I'm not going to take action because I'm so scared of failure. Scarcity mindset. So watch what he ends up with. This guy, crops just got just hammered. He wakes up at 5 a.m. And he plants and he plants and he plants. Sooner or later, what happens? This, we can replace this word for the harvest. Plant, water, harvest. That's it. We're here to plant. That's what I told Bob and I told Julie today. We're planting a community today. There's no reason to, to say, sales and this and left button. No, no, no. We're planting a community. Hey, guys, my name is Greg Kimball. This is where you can get some help. You know, I'm here to serve. There's a bunch of people out here who has something out there that I need, that I need help with. You can be like, oh, you got that problem? I went through that. I'm here to help. Leadership is you raising your hand and saying, this is where you get your help from. So here's the thing, guys. This happens over the years, over the years. So here's what happens. This guy finally plants every now and then, blah, 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 blah. So in farmer terms, he's got one silo over here. He's got an itty-bitty house. He's sitting here. Um, also, if you guys ever want me to do a mural on your house, I am for hire. As you can see, I'm not very expensive. So, so here's the thing. He's got a super, super pissed off wife. They don't got no money. They live in scarcity. I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. I will because you keep nagging me. I don't even want to be in this house with you. Meanwhile, the years in, the years out, this guy, 5 a.m., nonstop, diligent and disciplined, deliberate action. What happens? This guy's got, oh, check this silo out. 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 Oh, man, let's just, let's build him a huge house. You know, I don't know what the hell that is, but let's call it a house. This guy's got a bunch of family, blah, 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 blah. We're just going to say that, like, all those are people. He's, again, I can get hired as an artist, mural anything. I don't know if I'd sign up for that, but I'll do it. Here's the thing. Sooner or later, this guy starts resenting this guy. And he says, well, you have plenty, which is an evil word, by the way. You have plenty. Why don't you give me some? And the guy goes, I mean, I guess, I guess I can help you out. I guess I'll, I'll do this out. But then he wants a little bit more. He wants a little bit more. But here's the thing. This guy gets some from him because he has so much excess. Does this guy wake up at 5 a.m.? No. no. Now we're, we're just there. We're staying there. Meanwhile, this guy is giving. And every single day, 5 a.m., he gets up. And he gets up. Here's the thing, guys. You get out of life exactly what you deserve. I know that hurts. So here's the thing. Are you taking the appropriate amount of action to get what you want out of life? One of the ways that you can tell your mindset is, do you come to something or come at something? If you have a conversation with someone you're mad at, do you come to them? Or do you come at them? 
That probably hurt too. Sorry. Band-Aid's just whipping off. Good thing we've got a medical doctor back there. She can perform triage. It's fantastic. She's great at what she does. Yeah, two doctors in the house. You don't want me doing triage on you, though. So here's, here's, we're going to go through three more things that I think that will really help you. I just want to make sure that we're hitting home. So essence of life is? Cool, cool. I just want to make sure that these, these are, are happening. Um, what we're going to do, what do we think? Do, people who know my, my stuff, should I do temp K or circle of life? Temp K. Temp K, both. <laughs> All right, we'll just do both. I'll go through them quickly. All right. So here's the thing. I'm going to start off with a little bit of a song. And what I want you to do is I want you to tell me what movie it's from. What? Animal House. Here's the thing, guys. Are you ready for this? Everybody is in the first S of life when they are born in this crazy place called America. That is the safe place. And you can stay there as long as you want. Just don't ask her to marry you. Don't go outside. Don't take a chance. Don't get a credit card. Don't. Just don't. That's your word. Don't. But we don't want to stay in safe. We're kind of cooped up. So what do we do? We come over here. Next S is stretch. How many people have ever said this? I'm just a little stretched thin. My finances are a little stretched right now. Oh, I've been there. I have, I know what it looks like to log in Chase Bank, super awesome, and see the red. Red's usually not good when you log in your bank. Interesting. And it says negative over 400 grand. How's that even possible? But it taught me a great lesson because you can always make more money. Always. Believe it or not, you can actually make more time. I'll teach you how to do that later. Here's the thing. So we stretch, we stretch, we stretch, we stretch, we stretch, we stretch, we stretch. We stretch. We're, we're emotionally stretched. We don't know how we're going to go through another day. We don't even want to wake up. How, how in the world can we just have daylight savings times perpetual? I just want to stay in bed. Right at two, it just kind of keeps going back and going back and going back. <laughs> So here's the thing, if you keep stretching, life always rewards you with this part of life. Always. The next S is scary. I'm scared, guys. I'm scared I'm not enough. I'm scared that I don't have enough money. I'm scared that I'm not a good enough spouse. I'm scared that I'm not going to, to be enough, be enough of a husband be a good enough father. I'm scared. Every day I wake up, I'm scared. I'm scared that someone's going to take my house. I'm scared that someone's going to take my car. I'm scared. When I'm driving to, to, to Colorado from AZ, I went through scared and delusion. <laughs> That's really the only way to put it. I was scared. So here's the thing. What happens when people get scared? They retreat. And we want to get back to what? Safe as fast as possible. So we get scared, but most of the time we're too dumb to retreat, so we keep pushing. And we get rewarded with sacrifice. 
Now, here's the thing, because you're scared that they're going to take your house, but they finally just come take your house. You had to sacrifice it. Now, if the bank comes and takes your house, are you sacrificing on their terms or your terms? Their terms. Guys, if you can learn how to sacrifice on your terms, you have discovered the only shortcut in life. Because here's what happens. After we, get, we sacrifice everything, who we are, sometimes our marriage, sometimes our businesses, a car, a house, we sacrifice absolutely everything. We get back to safe. We feel, okay, maybe we claimed bankruptcy. It's been bad. But we start... Feeling the itch, I gotta go do something again. I, f- I, f- I am safe, therefore I must do, and I'm just gonna see what I can get into, right? <laughs> but here, this time you're smarter. Right when you feel the stretch on your time, energy, money, relationships, everything, right when you feel the stretch, let's bypass this bullshit and let's go straight to sacrifice. There might be a seminar you need to go to. Maybe we need to sacrifice Netflix and chill. All right? Maybe we need to sacrifice the second car. Maybe we need to sacrifice some of our time to actually invest in our marriage so that we can stay married. Maybe we sacrifice some of our money and time so that we can come to something like this. Because check this out. If we go to sacrifice on our terms... Then we start getting life a little figured out. We start generating this crazy thing called cash flow, and we get rewarded with this S, special. The special part of life is when you stop worrying. The special part of life is when you have peace in your life. The special part of life is when you can put your head on your pillow, you can feel accomplished, and you're excited to be there, and you're not dreading tomorrow. That's the special part of life. The special part of life is when the bills are paid. The special part of life is, but uh-oh, if my bills are paid, if I have a bunch of money coming in, and everything's good, and I'm super special, I get safe. Oh, no, we're going to do this whole thing again. Because even if you own a sports team, right when all your bills are paid and you're good, you're going to go, what if I just stretch and buy another sports team? And it all starts again. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Everybody is basically just at a different level of broke. It could be broke emotionally. Everyone's working on something. Everyone's trying to become more. The essence of life is growth. We're all trying to grow. We're all trying to just be a tiny bit better and more complete than we were yesterday. Here's the last thing that we'll teach on this. My temp K thing. This is how I run my life. These are my resources. Everyone knows, what what does T stand for? Time, that's true. E stands for? Energy. M stands for? Money. P stands for? People. Stands for people. So here's the thing. If you're in a relationship and you get 10 hours that you get to spend with your significant other and they spend the whole time on the phone, pissed off, sleepy, 
versus two hours of concentrated time over a steak dinner with no phones. What, do you, what would you rather have? Steak dinner. Time is only valuable based on the energy you put into it. This is important. Here's the thing. Now that I've got this $3 million house in a three-acre yard, do you think I cut my own grass? No. 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 So check this out. Money account goes down so that I don't have to cut my grass for three hours. My time account goes up. This is important to start understanding. The more people you have to run your life efficiently, you're going to have more time. You're going to have more opportunity, which can lead to meeting the right people and relationships. And then you're going to have money. So here's the thing. All of these, believe it or not, are bidirectional and they are completely linked. So if you're a business owner, you want better people, your money account is going to go down so that you can use energy and time more efficiently so that your money account uh, can go up. So it goes down, you get better people, you use these better, and then you get more money. It's, it, it's really easy to see the signal flow of energy and money and time, all of these things. Here's the super awesome thing. If we can be addicted to this thing, this is knowledge. It's just so cool because it's the only thing that goes in one direction. Up. Knowledge. So now think about that. How cool is it that I've developed these concepts? Again, Greg Kimball original. I like that. Thank you, Julia, for coining that. Here's the thing. So how cool is it that I have this knowledge, this experience? I can give it to you, but do I have any less? No. That's dope! Life is not a zero-sum game. But... If I give you some of my time, am I going to get that back? Not in this case. I'm giving it to you guys. Energy, same thing. Money, if I give you $5, you have five more dollars, I have five less dollars. That's how it works. But if I give you knowledge, we both have that knowledge. It's like a dope virus. The knowledge cron variant. All right? I don't want the vaccine for that one. Give me all the knowledge cron, okay? So... So here, here's the thing is if we can use these things efficiently, deliberately, and we can learn to take action, it's going to be fantastic. How I run every single thing is I define where I'm going. I align with the right people. I have resource allocation. And then I have constraint. So if you want a million dollars... It's really easy. I define. I want a million dollars. I got to go align with people who know how to make a million dollars. Really easy. I got to get the resource allocation, my time, energy, money, and people. And then I have the constraint of one year. Constraint is deadlines. Constraint is, okay, until I have a million dollars in my bank account, I don't know what a TV is. A million dollars is, I don't know what alcohol is. I don't know what drugs is. You know what I mean? You have to put yourself in some sort of constraint so that you can move forward. Now, uh, I do have a company called The Final Percent, so I really invite you guys, uh, go to thefinalpercent.com, and we have a free training course. That, that's, that's, that's my ask. Just go check out what we have. It's 33 days of free training, and here's the crazy... <laughs> Here's the crazy thing is, after you're done, you don't have to put in your credit card. And after you're done, I don't try to sell you anything. I know it's nuts. Crazy business model called, I'm super dope at what I do. We'll probably do some more stuff after that. All right? 
That's okay. So here's the thing. I'm just going to tell you what the final percent is real quick. It's going to take me like 90 seconds. When I thought that I was going to be a motivational speaker, it was when everyone else was telling me, hey, you should be a speaker. You should be a motivational speaker. You should be a speaker. And I'm like, I think you might be high. <laughs> like, like, remember we had just said like maybe no drugs? Why would I want to stand on stage and pontificate about random concepts? That's not, pontificate also means just kind of basically talk general, generally, and then I, it's one of those $6,000 words that people tell me that I do, so you know what, whatever, I'm going to do it. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, ah, I think you're high, I think you're high, I think you're high, and then other people started asking me, how do you make a school? How do you do that? Now there's courses, but like this is a government regulated school. How in the world do you get to that point? And I said, well, let me show you how. So my wife would take over. I would go there, and I'd help them with their sales. I'd help them with the process. I'd help them with this. And then they would go, I think, I think you should be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, I think you're high. <laughs> why, is, why do people keep saying that? And then I won tickets to 10X1. 10X is put on by Grant Cardone. Um, he's a great example of insight, not agreement. There's a lot of stuff he does that I don't agree with, but he's great insight on certain things that you can do. But I win tickets to his first conference, and there's a guy named Tim Story who comes out on stage. And I swear to you, this guy came out talking, and he punched me in the heart with his words, rearranged my soul, and I looked over at my wife and I went, I think maybe I should be a motivational speaker. And she goes, really? <laughs> I didn't see it, so I couldn't be it. I didn't see it yet. And right when I saw it, it started happening. My entire trajectory of my life changed. But I didn't want to just regurgitate content. So now I didn't want to just be another quote-unquote Tony Robbins or this, that, and the other. So I was at the uh, eclipse in Wyoming. How many people went to the actual totality? You've been in the totality, you saw that happen, so you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's so, this is, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, so excited. As you can see, kind of an animated person, I'm eccentric, patience, not my virtue. This could be your virtue, not mine. So here's the thing, I'm sitting there on the side of the road with these 12 cent glasses, looking up at Pac-Man appearing very slowly in the sky. And I keep trying to sneak a peek, and I go, okay, don't look at the sun, got it. And so I'm looking and I'm like, okay, surely now enough has gone. I'm going to take off my glass. I'm going to get to see it. Oh, God, the photons entering the optic nerves, burning. When NASA says don't look at the sun, they're not kidding. When 1% of the sun was showing, I'm like, I'm going to see it happen. It's going down. I'm taking, it's going down for real. So the thing is, I'm looking up and I'm like, I got, no, with 1% of the sun showing, you cannot stare at the sun. It's, you, I was like, come on, just give me. But when it happened, when the final percent happened, I took off my glasses, I looked up. And it was like it was 9 o'clock at night on a summer's night. So it looked like the sun had just set in 360 degrees. The temperature drops by like probably 20 degrees. And I knew everything had just changed. And I was like, I'm doing dumb stuff. Like, let me get my phone. Let me get my phone. Your phone can't capture that, so just be present if you get to do that. Do not try to film it, because you're going to look back and be like, wow, that's completely unusable. 
So here's when everything hit me when I finally got my concept. I came back to Denver and I was like, did you see the eclipse? And they're like, yeah, so dope. I was like, you went, you went to Wyoming and you saw it. They're like, no, I say nay to that, sir. That's what they said to me. <laughs> and what happened is they said, we had 99% coverage. We were good enough. And that's when I realized going the final percent is an exponential shift in what's possible in your life. So I said to myself, what if I went the final percent in my marriage? Because I was getting an A at being a husband, but I was probably 97%. If I go the final percent, do I see that shift? If I go the final percent in my business, in my friendships, in my belief, in my love, in my faith, does the same exponential shift happen? And that is 100% true. It changed everything for me that day. And so now I've been, and it doesn't mean perfection. People think, oh, 100%, it's perfect. No, it means doing all you can do that day. I tell my employees this all the time. All you can do is the best you can do. Did you do the best you can do? Yes, I did the best you can do. Then awesome, but we didn't hit our quota. Did you do everything you possibly could? Yes, cool. I just need everything. I need everything that you can do. And if you wake up and you give it everything, and this doesn't mean be a workaholic. This means have joy in your life where passion, passion, or sorry, pleasure is external, happiness is internal, where pleasure and happiness collide, that's called joy. It's an exponential feeling, all right? Do things with joy. Do things with happiness. Do thi the reason we're on planet Earth is to have fun, guys. To have a byproduct of being someone that does something that just harvest is nonstop. Bob had that Napoleon Hill quote that when the abundance comes, it's just like an avalanche. $2.3 trillion a day changes hands in the world economy. $2.3 trillion? Are you saying we just can't get in the way of a million of that just running by me? <laughs> it's coming down. Grab your bucket. Ah, I got some money. <laughs> we just got to get around the right people. We got to have a community. We got to turn it into belief. Right now, all of you guys have a lot of ideas. The final percent is about a variable in your life where you're scared to take action. Every single person in here is a superhero. Every single person. The problem is most of you won't take off your glasses and take flight. Because you're too scared of getting judged on why you didn't save someone from going splat and using your superpowers. Don't worry about the judge. The haters, it's like Cat Williams said. If you got five haters, your only mission in life is to get 10. <laughs> if you got 10, 20. If you got 20, 40. That's all you're looking for because people spread negativity faster than positivity. So if you got haters, you're doing something right. right. All right? That's okay. So go the final percent. If you want to connect with me, if you want to connect with Bob, Julie, I know they're going to come up, but that's my time. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you guys.